This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 5. Uh, it is the day after Fulham, a very frustrating game. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, I saw mm. Ryan and Jack both there. They'll probably share my emotions, hopefully, this episode. Of course, for the first time this season, it's taken a bloody long time, but Jack Albion is on the podcast. Jack, how yeah. are you? I'm good. This is second time because I was after the USG game. Um, but like the oh, no, they, no, this is like official season three. Yeah, yeah not yeah, pre-season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> no, but I, I got my word in last night with Ben. Yeah. I was like, get me on tomorrow. It's because he's wearing a suit, and I was like, "Oh, I can't! I got! I got to take this guy seriously." Yeah, he's wearing I a know. shirt and trousers. You he know. looked like he looked the part. Straight from work. Yeah. yeah. Dude, lots of people are asking me like, "Why? Why are you in a shirt and tie?" I'm like, well, like you know, have a job, like have a life. <laughs> do you drive? Do you drive Brighton Hove buses? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I didn't look like a bus driver, to be fair. Yeah, it did look a bit of a bus driver. Uh, but, and then yeah. Ryan, of course, we are joined by you. I saw you and Chloe yesterday. How did you enjoy the trip to Craven yeah. Cottage? Yeah, as well, mate. Quite easy, isn't it? Really, to be fair, central London, yeah, just straight up, straight down. Um, up. Yeah, no, quite a quite an easy journey to be fair, because we're used to travelling three and a half hours just to meet each other in our houses. So yeah, it's not too bad. But yeah, um, game itself wise, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't fantastic, was it? <laughs> I mean, right. the, the one one point I will make just because I don't want to get on the negativity hype train that seems to be on on social media at a minute is I want to just put a positive out there and say Alexis McAllister is. Yeah. And was our most fantastic player the yesterday. He was brilliant. He was really good. And um, yeah, I think that it's been a bit of a theme of the season so far. McAllister in that deeper role, uh, he looks so so impressive. Mm. And mm. yeah, to be fair, Shama Daddy did say in pre-season he was like, "Watch McAllister, watch McAllister this year." He said he's going to be the Basuma replacement. I was like, I don't know if I could trust. Is that him, such a, such a mad shout? If you told me that when yeah. Basuma was getting linked with, yeah. linked away, and you were going to say McAllister didn't yeah, take over, my dad, I'd be like, he called it. I'd be like, why the hell would our number 10, Alexis McAllister, Argentinian boy, suddenly do a deeper role like that? But yeah, yeah he's taken to he it. it. And he, yeah, yeah, he was on a, on a pitch where there weren't many positives for Brian. He was kind of one of very, very few. Um, I don't want to name and shame, but I'm going to probably do that. Unfortunately, Pervis okay. Estepinian did not impress me at all yesterday. Um, hmm. Nor did Enoch and Wepu. My friend Jamie said it quite funny. It was like, Enoch Wepu, when he has a touch, he has to run 5k to get the ball afterwards. He is, he's either really, really good, Enoch Wepu, or the complete opposite and really, really bad. There's no like in between with him. And I'm, mm. it's quite frustrating to watch because obviously we really want him to do well because we need him to do well, especially when Potter seems to play him up front as like a lone striker or whatever. Yeah, that was and that's another thing. conversation, not even playing a striker. And maybe, mm. Jack, you can answer that. Potter's, I guess Potter's kind of put his hands up saying like, it's probably his mistake because he said yeah. in his post match about um, Welbeck not. Playing, I respect so. that, you know. I respect. Yeah, yeah. but he did get it. He did get it super wrong. Like what? I, I yeah. made unless unless it's like a here, Tony. Look, we've only got Undav and Welbeck. I'm, I need to rest Welbeck because of managing his minutes. Uh, so we had to play sixty minutes without a strike or whatever. Do you think that's what he was doing, yeah. or do you think it was actually just Maybe. a tactical thing, Jack? I yeah, I think it was just a tactical thing. Um, I do think, I think I put on something, it was a bit odd that we brought Undav over here and we're not starting him uh, when Welbeck isn't fit because surely that is mm. the point of him being in the squad. 
But also mm. at the same time, like, we've we played false nine before and it's worked really well. You think Liverpool yeah. way did really well. I can't think of another game where we have, but we have done it. Was it, 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 was it yeah, it was, he did that Trossard. He had a spell of being really good as a false nine. Yeah, and, you know, it has worked before. Um, definitely, maybe that was the idea, sort of pack the midfield. But to be honest, it just didn't really work out. And it is what it is. Like, I, I don't know. There's not There's not too much to look into the way that Potter set up. He's tried something and it hasn't worked. We haven't had that for mm. a while with Potter. Um, but I think he, I, I just think he took too long to finally make the yeah. change because it went on yeah. for a long time of us being really poor. Yeah, go on. I, mind, you take I did, but I did think like maybe mm. I think nobody agreed with me when I said this in the ground, but I'll, I'll, I'll happily say it again. I thought first half we did grow into it a bit, and towards the end of the first half we did look like we were maybe getting to grip. Yeah. But there were so mm. many times where the ball would go into the box, and you think, well, if there was a striker there, we'd be yeah, able Danny to do well, something. Yeah, Danny Wellwood was on the pitch. I'll be right. Um, you know, I don't. I didn't really know who was playing that false nine role. It did seem to switch between Mawepu, Trossard, and Gross. Was the as well. key one. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was a strange one. I, I don't. I don't know because Mawepu, as we say, like he's he can be really, really good, and we've seen yeah. his best days by far, and particularly in our, uh, sorry Arsenal away last season mm. was. Probably the the pick out, but I don't know. It just yeah, you're right in saying Potter did get it wrong yesterday, and I don't like saying that because I just feel like you're going against everything. Ten games unbeaten yeah. and everything, you know. It's our first loss in ten, shall I say? Um, you know, we're we're far away from being in a bad situation at the minute, and we yeah. are in a midweek game are on the back of a, a tough weekend against Leeds, who did push us. I'm not going to be talking about the square ball right now. But um, then we play another game midweek and then we've got another game against Leicester. I can see where the sort of... I don't want to sound like Jurgen Klopp right now and be like, players are tired and I'm not trying to sound like that. But I think I can I can give it a little bit more leeway. You know, it's only August. We're, we're a long way into the... Uh, sorry, there's a long way of the season to go, should I say. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't really seem to work. Trossard was by far our best attacker yesterday. And he didn't even do a lot. I think the best the best sort of chances came when Lamptey came on. Um, but even that, just it, it, there was no real cutting edge yesterday. I don't know what it was. There was no intensity, really. No. Uh, we were very, very, very sloppy at the back. And I've seen that Dunko and goal back this morning. I've seen a lot of Palace fans taking the mic. To be fair, they have the right to do so because it was awful defending. And from obviously where you're sitting, you don't really... You know, if you were at Fulham away, you can't really see the other end of the pitch that well. Too well, yeah. And no, and I, I didn't really see what had happened. But then, when you watch it back, he, it was it was calamitous defending. Honestly, they just had us on absolute strings, really. And, and also credit, I guess, goal. credit to um, Fulham because I I was actually impressed with them. I, mean, I didn't. I don't think they I underestimated them because we said in the no. match preview that they were going to be one of our toughest tests yet, and they were, mm. and they proved they proved us mm. right. I mean, we said that Mitrovic was going to be a oh, trouble. Mate, we and, could not live with and he Mitrovic. Bullied us. We could not live with him. But even the he whole really team, that Fulham team, they were so well drilled. Like, credit to Marco, mm. it's not Marco, it is Marco Silva. Credit yeah, to Marco, Marco. Silva, because even Maz slated him, which would have been funny to have him on today, because <laughs> Maz was saying he's a washed-up manager or whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, credit to him. They were very, very good. Um, and they defended really well. Tim Ream, like, mm. who the hell is he? Some yank centre-back was just unreal. I know they've had him for a few years now, but he was really, really good and they locked us up even though obviously we didn't have a striker but they just were mm. well drilled and handled mm. us well. So yeah, credit to them. I, I want to give a shout out to Anders Pereira. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Like, he, you who, can tell when like, you come from Man United, can't you? Or like yeah, and I was like, who's this, who's this kid with the blonde hair? I said to my mate, went, Anders Pereira and I was like, what, mm. the bloke who used to uh, get slated <laughs> by Man United fans yeah. for being terrible? I thought he was really good. Like, he used really to be a pre-season merchant for Man United. Apparently yeah, he was and really then, good in pre-season. Yeah, and then would score like one banger a season. And yeah. then, uh, but mm. no, I think he did really well. Yeah. Um, I just think they looked like a. I think a lot of our fans maybe went into this game thinking this was the Fulham of old, like the ones which go up and down. This is a much more well drilled, better equipped. You know, they actually work as a team, and they haven't thrown money at it, which is probably the better for them. In yeah, they, they've made smart signings, although they're throwing some money at some weird signings as the window's closing, but. I'm um, not really sure yeah, about Willian. Yeah, they're linked with Justin Clivert, but I think... Oh, yeah, Willian's yeah, going to be joining. Yeah, Willian. I Justin think that's Clivert's a bit of a weird one. Through, yeah. uh, famous last words on that. But, yeah, I, I think they're a lot mm. more well-drilled. And I think may, maybe the team un- underestimated them. I don't know. But it seems like there's a lot of underestimating of the standard of Fulham, which is clearly a lot better. And I'll you tell said, you what really... Um, oh, no. Sorry. Go. I was going to say what really impressed me about Fulham particularly was... Uh, we can say Mitrovic bullied us. 
But not only did he bully us in the classic Mitrovic way, but he also drops back, holds the ball now. Mm. Does like a lot Harry more Kane, wasn't he? It's like a Serbian yeah, Harry, Harry he, he Kane. He came quite there, deep yesterday. Yeah. And we just couldn't live with him. And, and I think a, a, a Mitrovic that of old is hard to live with in itself because he's a big, bullied centre-forward that's going to cause you problems, will win stuff in the air, get flick-ons. But he wasn't just getting flick-ons. And I, I think mm. I saw uh, an, an interview with him a couple of weeks ago with Tubes. And Tubes asked him, like, how's Marco Silva compared to Scott Parker? And he just said, he's allowed me to actually play football now. And I was just a bit like, yeah, let's see how it goes. Five and five, he honestly just... I don't know what it was. Lewis Dunk did not look like Lewis Dunk yesterday. I think the whole I couldn't really speak for the whole defence. Webster was giving the ball away left, right, and centre. Um, and yeah, Mwepu was, yeah, as we've already mentioned. I, I, the only one, as I say, stood out was was Alexis, and I think he was probably the the one good player, if not maybe Tarek. I think it's fair to say Tarek was good when he yeah. came on. Matoma uh, and Matoma was quite good. Yeah, yeah Matoma. Um, so those three probably the standouts, but other than that, really was very poor. And Mitrovic yeah. took full advantage, and, and yeah, Pereira and Co did too. Um, it was yeah, just one what, of those days, I think. I want to talk about Purvis's Tapinia because obviously it was like his mm. what well, his kind of second when well, no, I third game on it. He obviously had a decent. Um, I thought he had a really good home debut against um, Leeds on Saturday, yep. and I thought, cool, he's going to kick on now. And in the last episodes, I spoke about me being an FPL curse to Brighton players. Um, and I wasn't going to put Pascal Gross in the team. I didn't do that, but I did put Pervis Estepinian in my team. <laughs> and then he goes and kind of, I don't think it wasn't the worst performance I've ever seen, but mm. I was really hoping it that he was going to kick on. I was really, really hoping he was mm. going to kick on. And yeah, he just really struggled against that Robinson. The left back was really good. Yeah. Uh, they had Bobby Deckard over Reed. That was pretty good, um, obviously on his side. And yeah, he just, he really did not have a good game. And I'm really worried that, that might get the better of him and he, it might not be a successful Yeah, I, It's obviously very early to say, but yeah. it just didn't look good and I hope it doesn't knock his confidence I and carry on on that. He'll learn a lot from last night. Um, there mm. was a lot of like, I think it was, a lot of the mistakes he made were naive. I wouldn't say they were mm. poor. They were just yeah, sort of, you know, like, you know, the, for the for the second goal being the main one, you know, him diving in on the edge of the box when there's no one in behind him, mm. That that's where, and, and getting depossessed. That that's where the problems will arise, and mm. it may be in the Spanish league he can come back and he can trap yeah, back and it's not the quite ball. like that. Yeah. yeah, but he he needs to learn from that. But I think he will. He he looks good in flashes, and even last night I didn't think he was terrible. Terrible. Um, I think um, it's, yeah, it's what I naive... mentioned with with that debate with Ben literally mm. a couple of days ago was you know he gave the ball away a bit, did do try and do too <coughs> much at times that. Um, in his home debut, almost assisted a goal as well mm. against Leeds. And there was a, you know, I think, as I said, it was the right time to bring him off against Leeds. That, that mm. last 15 minutes, he, if he did give away a goal, uh, he, you know, that would have been detrimental to his confidence. Now I think almost he's come off, had a, no, he's had a rough last sort of five minutes against Leeds, come into this Fulham game, you know, and, and they slipped were over, right slipped over it. in the first like five minutes. Slipped didn't he, over straight away, yeah. yeah. Again, I think he had a couple of bad touches. Like you know, when you just sort of start a game and you think, oh god, okay, yeah. and then it's in your head. You, you know, I was watching last him five minutes, like, when Fulham were attacking you know. him, and he was kind of like just looking around, like Jesus Christ, like having those. Like, like yeah, I said, that yeah. Robinson and Reed running at him constantly. He did mm. he did look a bit out of his depth at one point. I think he did I, get yeah. a better of him. Not to yeah. uh, not to do a tie from Arsenal fan TV and like blame a really no, weird do. thing. But a lot of our players were slipping over last night. I did notice. Yeah, sure they were. So, <laughs> I don't know whether they... did look quite slippy. They, like, I don't know whether they watered the grass a lot um, or something. They did. A lot, a lot of our wet. players would just catch on like falling over. So, you know, it, it's really weird. It reminded me of... Um, I know this is going to sound like the weirdest excuse possible. So, you know, um, like I said the other day, I do believe everything I say on this podcast. Um, it, it's sort we of... We do it for like, so, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, it sort of, <laughs> it sort of looked like um, when I when I watch a non-league team playing three G, you don't usually play in three G. Yeah, and it's yeah. sort of like we it's just quite we 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 didn't really play at our game as well as we did. We sort of looked a bit off it. I don't know. It wasn't. Is the pitch a lot smaller at Crane Cottage than like? Ed? Is it one of the smallest pitches? Because it's I don't know if it was the view, but the pitch looks super super small. Like, is it one of the smallest yeah. pitches in the league? I don't know actually. I wouldn't know. Um, well, again, Jack that, that doesn't sounds... know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it's obviously a compact stadium, but I don't know whether it's particularly yeah. small. 
It sounds like um, a very Thai thing to say, blaming it on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not yeah. to blame, I'm not blaming it on the pitch. Was, it was just gen- a genuine question. But this yeah. is a good. This is a good point because um, we spoke. You know, this this square ball podcast that did a whole twenty minute video on us, um, and they they picked up on a on a point that I made, saying that you know it's hard to play at the Amex and sort of play your game at the Amex. They yeah. took it as though I was saying that our atmosphere is so intimidating and, you know, sort of taking the mick out of the Brighton fans. That's not the point I'm making. I'm saying that we like to control and dominate possession, which we do pretty much every game. Fulham obviously have a good way of doing it. They play their game on on a... God, I got a fly on my face. They they do it with um, sort of a slippery pitch, clearly, but also like to play their game with a bit of intensity as well and and then have that Mitro bully up front. And it worked a charm for them. And and you could clearly see what their game plan was. And that's what made almost going to Craven Cottage so difficult. You know, you mm. you wouldn't associate going to Craven Cottage and being, oh my God, we've got to go to Fulham away. This is going to be tough because there's yeah, no atmosphere there. And, and we're, the, we're the same here. I mean, we can't go and be hypocrites, right? Mm. But, you know, I think that's almost their, their counteract on that. And it, and it worked again. And mm. yeah, you have a good point in saying it. And it's really quite similar to what I was trying to say last week against Leeds because um, it's exactly the same point. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so I've just had a little Google whilst you were talking about the square ball there. And yeah, no, Ryan, I think they did 100% uh, misinterpret what you were saying. It's no, mm. We weren't calling the, I don't think you were calling the Amex a bear pit no. because you'd have to be smoking no, something weird. absolutely strong to be calling it a bear pit. Um, but <laughs> Craven Cottage is 100 by 65 metres. Uh, and the Amex is 105 by 68 meters, so it is a bit longer and a bit wider. The Amex, but I don't yeah. think that made too much difference. I think it was just one of them nights, like you said, on the back of a tough game against Leeds. To be fair, mm. and then it's yeah, we midweek game wasn't really too rotated the team, and yeah, mm-hmm. I just guess Potter really got it wrong, mm. unfortunately, and he held his hands up. It's a shame that we had to just travel to Fulham to watch that can I put I really um, hope that this this kit Ryan you said it before on last week you really hope that kit's not going to be a curse but it didn't didn't have didn't have the best of starts in the Premier League no no no, no, I was going to say can I just put a um, sorry Jack do you want to go with something yeah no I was going to say about the kit we can only wear it five times all season so, yeah, well, is that yeah. is that true? Because yeah. I remember when yeah, it came out, true. I said I said that, and everyone was like, "Well, that, what's the point in a away kit?" Because I was, they were like, "You should wear the home kit as much as possible." But I was like, "But surely you want to wear but it." We, we actually can't. Matches. We can only wear it against Fulham, Chelsea, Everton, Tottenham. Well, it works in our favour. Yeah, and then, I can't remember the other two. I feel up like your shit. Just want the Harper Turk back. Somebody else, but yeah, there's just well, we still got it. It's third kit, so yeah. Um, yeah, when, when I, see that. I hope we start playing that a bit because yeah, it may be a bit of luck attached to it. I don't know, but I'm going to put um, a positive spin on it. Uh, I want to talk about Lamptey. I, I mentioned him briefly, and I've looked through sort of social media and, and sort of general takes around me, at, at both at the Amex yeah. away from home as well. People always say that Lamptey's passes best since he had his injury, and he's not got that skill. He's not got that pace. Yeah. He's not got that sort of ability to take on players. It's actually not true, is it? And I feel like he's almost become quite underrated amongst fans, mm. which is quite weird because, you know, we, we, we put him as a star boy when we first signed him. For the first year and a half, he was a star boy. And now he's quite underrated since his injury. He's come back and it's almost like, oh my God, is Lamptey going to be able to? And when he does, it's almost a surprise to some people. And I don't, I don't see it as a surprise. No. And I, I don't know if I'm, a, I'm alone in it. Thinking well, no, he, he's he, looked, he looked his normal self, didn't he, yesterday, last yeah. night. They were literally, yeah, like, Donkey not, um... probably was just constantly pinging the ball at him. Because they, we, there was yeah. no other way we were going to break down Fulham. So every time he no. wanted an attack, they were just spraying their ball to Lamptey. And then unfortunately, exactly. he, he got the better of his markers a few times, but most of the time he was just getting clattered into and they were trying mm. to handle him that way. But, but yeah, he, he did still, look back to his normal self, which is good to say. Even still, though, but like this normal self thing, he's been he's been good since... I mean, I don't know when we played sort of Chelsea. Um, I can think of a few games last year where he, he took on players and, and done yeah. Man City at home I just feel well. like last night was... in particular, he was taking on a lot more players than he has done in previous mm. matches when he's yeah. come on. I feel like and even against Leeds more. when he came on, he was very good. He beat, he beat yeah. his man every time. And uh, it seems as though maybe, I don't know, maybe when we signed him, he was such a surprise that you've got this player that's taken on so we almost expect him to be at that level of Newcastle away and we get yeah. some maximum subbed after 30 minutes and then that's what the sort of standard we leave him to. And then when he gets injured and he's not quite that anymore, 
it's bad, but that's not actually the case at all. He's not he's not been actually bad by any means. He's just not no, been no, no. running the game for thirty minutes. And I, I don't know if that's a take around Brighton fans that I've really picked up on is that Lamptey's actually become quite underrated. And I think it's about time he gets back in that team, to be honest, because every time I've seen him play this season and even the back end of last, I think he's been fine to, to start. Yeah. And I, I think it's actually almost harsh that he hasn't. Um, I so wouldn't I be surprised if he does start back. against Leicester. I wouldn't be surprised. But like, who, yeah, so who do you mm. take out? Because like, I'm trying to think who was starting on the right. It was I, a, I think... I, 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 don't know who, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't pick out an exact player who probably deserves to be dropped, but I wouldn't mind seeing us just go to the flat back five. Not, not flat back five. But more, you know, putting the two wing backs, pushing fluid. up to the high line, uh, to the halfway line, like we did last season, and maybe seeing Estepinian when, because the games that he has played, he's had to do quite a lot of defending. I wouldn't mm. mind seeing him maybe push forward to that left wing back role, the same with Lamptey on the other side, and we play just mm. a Webster, or, or a, sorry, a Veltman dunk Webster back three, um, mm. and then see what happens. But, it, it, you know, we could, do something completely different against Leicester. They're, they're a completely different kettle of fish the way they play. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. there's no real pressure Ryan, they play. Is there anything else we want to talk about Fulham? I'm just trying to think. I, well, all I was going to say was I thought we were so sloppy passing it around at the back. Oh yeah, Jesus. Like Christ. that injury time. Some of it thing, was woeful. Not, not, not to. And like I said, I don't want to be too negative, but the 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 six minutes of injury time where. We were just, I don't know, when we got that goal kick and Sanchez just put it down on the ground and kicked it straight away to Webster, who then mm. kicked it to someone else and it had to go out for a corner. It was just like, what are we doing? Come on, just stop panicking. Oh, that reminds um, me of that extra time of six minutes. I don't, that must have yeah. been like the longest six minutes where the opposition have, haven't had the ball. Like they, it was just in yeah. either corner for ages and it was one of the most mm. frustrating things I've ever had to watch because one, it was literally in the opposite corner so we couldn't see yeah. what was going on. All we were seeing is Fulham players go down, kick the ball away, ball boys throw it, ball boys and fans throwing the, another ball on the pitch to delay it. Like they were doing everything. I mean, yeah. fair play to them because obviously we would probably do the same. He did um, add another. He did add a good uh, two minutes onto the six minutes. Did he? Uh, oh, he totally did. Yeah, because the Fulham fans so, were actually getting proper on his back. And then um, Trossard gets absolutely clattered right at the end. You're thinking, here we mm. go. It's our last chance of the free kick. He doesn't give it. The guy went yeah. straight through the back of Trossard's legs. <laughs> oh, mate, say. I was rattled. There were, there were people yeah. around me going, like, I can't wait to get outside, smack a Fulham fan. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I wish I could say it out loud. But <laughs> I, mean, I was so. Because we had people in that pocket uh, on yeah. the side, didn't we? They were giving it to us so much. I was like, fuck. But, I um, wish we nicked one there. Yeah, I think that was just uncharacteristically poor. Um, yeah. Considering oh. the amount of attacking talent we actually had on the pitch at that time as well. And we're just dicking about with it in the corner. Mm. Um, but at the same time, just more in the whole game. I think it's like, as much as we've had a bit of a moan up here, you know, we're, how many games in? Five games in Five on 10 games. points. Yeah, if, so you, if, if, if this had been the other way around, if we had lost to Man United and beat Fulham, don't think people would be in a place where they're complaining too much. Because Man United, as much as they look pretty dreadful against us and then against Brentford, they they they've come into a little bit of form now, so they're not they're not yeah, yeah. the dreadful team that we thought they were. Fulham were the form side as well at the moment. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, they're only two Liverpool places behind well us. And, and they're like they, they're sixth in the league. They've done well this year. I, I do I do fully respect Fulham for what they're doing at the yeah. moment because they are yeah. they are doing really really well, and I I do give credit. I don't think that we should take that away from them. Yeah. Um. And I I think the thing is for us, you know, we played so poorly, and, and yes, Fulham played so well, so. I wouldn't look at it as anything worse than what it needs to be, which is yeah. a bad day. I think that, you know, if it was a case of we had a couple of, you know, say a few players played poorly and the rest of them were all right, I'd be a bit more concerned. Or say Potter was sort of losing his head and putting on silly silly subs. That didn't happen. So it wasn't it wasn't like a, a dramatically bad situation. It was more just like a bad day at the office. We, we tried something. Happen. It's going to happen. We tried something that didn't work, which was the false nine. You know, yeah. we tried it. It didn't work. Sometimes that's going to happen. We can't win every game. Like, you know, no, we aren't no. Man City. And I think... No. Like, it just goes to show how much we were relying on Danny Welbeck yeah. for having that, hit, think, that profile up front of his... But I think the actually, only problem is, is this, this game was coming and these... With the 100%. World Cup, there are going to be double game weeks. And I think that's the only big worry for the way we play. Obviously, we play some fantastic football, but it's high yeah. pressure. 
we use one strike. The, the, the key to the whole way that we play at the moment is a striker who is, you know, he's done well this season, but he is injury prone. Um, yeah, and that's sort of so, just managing his minutes, I guess. Yeah, yeah so it's about managing it's his minutes. And these are going to come up more than once this season. We've got Unless Forrest we sign a striker, which hopefully yeah. takes us on to yeah. the transfers, mm. which probably is going to be the last one of the season. Or are you saying before that? Go I was on. going to say, before we move straight on to the transfers, because a couple of bits to talk about uh, transfers-wise. But yes, I agree with the, the Welbeck point. I also think that, I, I, don't, I don't know, just the... the Idea that we yeah the whole unbeaten thing we, we as we've already mentioned we're, we're ten games this yeah. is our tenth game sorry and we've finally been beaten in the Premier League yeah. uh, it's our first loss away in London since November 2020 and that was in Tottenham when Sanchez made I think his debut or, or the game yeah. before I don't know that's the last time we lost in London which is crazy that's, yeah, that's to think about it feels start. like a lifetime ago and I think that we need to almost remember that. Yeah, we are we are going to lose. That was that was coming. A, a loss was coming. I think the fact it was Fulham away, I can live with. I wasn't coming back bitterly disappointed. I think no. I put it on my Twitter as well. Like I wasn't walking back to you know the station, walking back along Putney Bridge, thinking, "Oh God, I'm so annoyed right now." Like I did, I wasn't. I was a bit like it was coming. This was. Gonna I was frustrated at the team lose. and, the, and the, the the system we played. That's yeah, but you get over it. You get over it quite quickly when we've when we've been as good as we have been. Mm. And I think that you know we we can lead on to transfers now because there's so much potential with this side. And I think that because we have got rid of Neil Mope, which I do find strange if we don't replace him before yeah. tomorrow's deadline. And I hope for our sake that we do, just because otherwise there will be questions asked, please. you know, throughout please. the whole season. It's a long, please. it's a Tony, long nine months. Please. I, I know you're listening, Tony. Please just sign um, Enesu now from the Tafe. Just get it done. Sign us a strike. I don't care who. Please, someone. <laughs> I just, please. Um, the one mentioned this morning is, uh, let me just get him up. His name is Musa Barrow yeah. uh, from Bologna. Um, apparently it's actually a tier one source as well. The guy's got like 300k followers. Um, Loan to buy deal. Uh, apparently, in the recent hours, their interest has become concrete in the striker. Another loan to buy. Um, I think that that's being talked about with Gilmore as well. We'll get onto that. I don't know too much about him, Jack. I'm sure you probably do. Um, <laughs> they they put in the comments saying, "Does anyone who watches Syria know if he's any good?" And a Syria fan um, actually said, "Yes, he is really good." Um, and someone else said, "Yeah, he's really good. Need a player like him in our team." <laughs> It seems as though a lot of people think he's good. I don't actually know. So, Jack, <laughs> if you want to take this, <laughs> yeah. do you know if he's any good? Uh, so, uh, I've had a quick look into him this morning, actually. Uh, one of my mates hey. uh, thinks I run the Brighton bubble. I don't. Who does run the Brighton bubble? Because... I think it's a great account. Yeah, no, the Harry great Collins account. But it, mate. Mainly <laughs> um, because my mate sent me the link, and then within seconds of sending the link, the Brighton Bubble tweeted about it. It's not <laughs> me. Um, That's so funny. It's definitely but, Jack. Uh, <laughs> it's Jack. No, I had, a quick, quite a, I had a quick look into it um, this morning. Uh, he scored six goals and six assists uh, last season, um, which which isn't amazing. Like I, I'm, I'm not expecting like a twenty goal a season. Sorry, say that again. Last season, he done what? Uh, six goals and six assists, um, which isn't which isn't amazing. But also at the same time, he seems to be in a similar mould to Danny Welbeck. And if That's you look at nice. the way he plays, I think what the key to that is is the six assists. Because actually, mm. assist ratings are not that high. When you look at who had the most assists at the end of a season, you're looking at maybe maybe De Bruyne has like 15. But they're not a huge amount. So he can bring players into the game. We need someone to play that Danny Welbeck role where he runs forward um, and mm. sort of leads the line from the front. He's a similar sort of player to that. Okay. Um it, it, it's an interesting one. I think I think this is when... Because uh, people, obviously, there's, there's another striker, which is Kuame, which I think is dead in the water now. Yeah, it's dead now. Um, I but, think, though, didn't the Naylor put yesterday that it's, it, it's still a potential of a loan? Yeah, still the potential. I don't know if it's... But... I don't know if it's going to happen. I think... I think what well, the thing is with Kuame, people obviously saw his record, and it, it's not great. But at the same time, it's going to be quite difficult for us to convince a player to come to the club who at the end of the day, in an ideal situation, won't play a single minute. Um, mm. You know, they'll only be coming in for games like Fulham, which which isn't the majority of games. So we need to be quite smart. We aren't going to be able to convince someone 
as much as it'd be nice to, I don't think we're going to be able to convince someone who's a, you know, a Ben Brereton Diaz to come here because he'll be wanting to go somewhere and be the first choice striker. Yeah, Southampton, something like that. Yeah, the somewhere like is, that. Jack, um, as much Whereas as I, I think, agree, oh, yeah. I think that we've got a a player like Neil Mopé, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying you know we've got apparently you know Dennis and is the Neil Mopé, yeah, um, sort of type, which I can see. Um, although I must admit, yesterday he, he really didn't make a run. I don't even know if he touched the ball when he came. Yeah, on. He, yeah did. he did. He, he, hit the he done that. He done that dink. That was oh yes, yeah, sorry. That was like about four forty. Yeah, I know. When when I how long I didn't were... see that by the way. Good Evans. My friends were saying I can't believe he missed that, and I said I was pretty sure that was offside. Mm. So I asked for a picture online, and uh, yeah, he got it. Jesus Christ, he was miles off. <laughs> but my taking of Undav is a clinical-looking striker. I mean, the way he took that chance, although he didn't score was quite cool. Mm. I think that he looks like someone who's clinical. He seems to, as I've mentioned before, get powerful shots off and on target quite regularly, which is quite a, a rare thing for a striker, as, as crazy as it sounds. Mm. The, the the trouble that I probably have with, with Undav is he doesn't look like the type that's great off the ball, um, or even on the ball. Yeah. So I think you've got a player that's actually not like Mopé at all, because Mopé is not the most clinical striker, but he's very good on and off the ball. Um, my worry is, uh, honestly, I, I think that through the whole season long, if we don't get a player that is good on and off the ball, I don't know who this guy is from the Serie A. Maybe he is great. So but I think he that, must be good on the ball because he well he plays like left winger and then also his second positions are like centre forward, right. second striker apparently. So I imagine right. he's got some sort of ability on the ball rather than so just a target my, man. So yeah, so the point is really, I mean, realistically, Welbeck's going to potentially miss up to three three months of the year. Right, in a realistic mm. world, he, he could miss up to three months this mm. year, and then you've got say that's so that's I don't know how many games is in three months, and then you've got I, I don't know I'd say you'd probably rotate Welbeck a fair bit because of fitness you'd want to manage his minutes. I'd actually say there's actually a lot more opportunity to play in that side because you'd almost be trying to build the team around the next Danny Welbeck as opposed to the mm. current Danny Welbeck who could be injured at any given minute if he goes down holding his knee we're going to be worried. Because that's it for a, for a good few months. Like we've seen with Alana. Great, great player. I love him. But God, it's so frustrating when he goes yeah. down. Yeah, he's played so October well now, this season. Like, yeah, he's been so fantastic this season. So. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's, the, that's the scare for me, is that selling Mopé, you know, I know that I'm a big Mopé fan and maybe that is annoying to some fans, but um, I think it's more about the fact that if we don't bring in, you know, Mopé, let's face it, was great at that Brentford. He, he, he had a fantastic return from him. He scored like 30 goals a season before we signed him. You know, so he was a high calibre player in his day. Um, you know, if we were looking at a 30 goal striker from the championship of last season, um, you know, all our fans would be saying we're deluded, we're crazy. Well, we're not going to be doing that. But we did that. And that was who we had before. And I think that now we're looking at these six goal strikers from Serie A. It's a bit like, yeah, maybe he's all right. But, you know, we, we were signing arguably better than him, or we had arguably better than mm. him. We don't know that as a fact yet, but we could have had better than him at the club that we've just let go of. I mean, he has gone to Everton, remember? He hasn't gone to, you know, a, a rubbish team in the Championship. He's still in the Prem, and he's arguably at a big... Well, he is at a bigger club than us. So, you know, yes, they're probably worse than us statistically and tactically, but he has got an actual upgrade on a club move. So it, 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 it depends on how you really look at it. I don't know. I just think that, you know, fine, we're linked with these players, but I, I worry that over the whole course of a season, if we haven't got that, you know, we get this Danny Welbeck mould striker, but I just don't think there's enough goals in that side if we're looking at upwards of top 10. Because I think that, you know, you've got too many teams in that top 10 that have these lethal players. I mean, even Leicester, you know, so rubbish at the moment, but they've still got, you'll be at 35 year old Vardy, but they've still got a Vardy. And um, Kalecci you know, and Acho and the Dak, yeah. guy as well. They've got those strikers. Yeah. I mean, they're not performing now, but they do have it in them, which is why they've, they've got the big bucks. That, that's that's the thing. It's the caliber, isn't it? And I think we're not going to sign a caliber player because that's not how we roll. But yeah, I just I, think there is a slight concern there. I think yeah, I think you're right. It would be nice to bring in someone who is you know who can really push him. Um, I'm trying to look at it realistically. Maybe yeah, that's how I'm, tr I'm trying to do it as a yeah. well thought out opinion. I'm not trying to be yeah. reactionary. Yeah, no, no. And, of course, and I think that how I've done it is 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 reasonable thinking because people yeah. can say, "Oh, Ryan's being an idiot. He just wants a new striker. Yeah. He thinks he's 14 year old." But no, I I'm thinking a bit rational, you know, pr properly. And I'm looking over the whole course of a year. Say, well, that realistically does miss three months, and we do have that tricky tricky pick because it's going to come mm. right. Mm. At some point, we are going to be off form. We're going to be losing games. We're going to be backs against the wall. 
and we're going to have the idiots booing and saying stupid things again. And and until that point, you know, we we, we settle with a Welbeck who's fine, but then when he does go down holding his knee or holding his leg or holding his yeah. thigh or holding his calf, that's the concern for me. I don't know. And if Graham Potter doesn't really like Dennis Undav, because if you liked a player and thought he was yeah. really good, you would have started him yesterday, surely. I mean, I'm not a football manager. So uh, I do. Yeah, I would, earlier, I think. You would I have thought know. that you would play him. If you're not playing a striker and you've got a striker on the bench, then ben, there must be something wrong. I, 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 say, I Go on, John. No, I was going to say, um, I think I read this somewhere else. I wouldn't look too much into that. Um... I think if he really didn't trust him, really didn't like him, he wouldn't have even come on. I think I think that was it's flat fair. out that. Um, I think I think I think literally what Potter tried to do yesterday was obviously he saw something tactically which might have worked. Maybe he saw the Tim Ream dominant centre back thing hmm. and sort of went right. If I play false nine and we sort of play around him, we can get around him. I think it was just a tactical decision, but I I, I do agree with you. It was a bit odd. Hmm. Um, then any yeah. stri- any other strikers we can talk about? I guess this Musa Barrow, and also he's number ninety nine for Bologna, which is a red flag for me. Oh, I think that's flair, flair. We need Jeremy like Lynch. That. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah. Get, our, let's think, get the Gambian um, Jeremy Lynch in. <laughs> I think ultimately, then to just summarise my whole point, I think my worry is that yes, fine, going for a well bet mold player. I just yeah. think that the the only concern is the the lack of goal threat when arguably we had a player that's actually better than Ndav off the ball and on the ball. Uh, we don't know that yet. It's too early to judge. And I can't judge on Ndav yet because I haven't seen enough yeah. of him. But the early signs suggest he's not the best on and off the ball. And I think that's probably the concern moving forward in the season. Um, yes, maybe this guy is it. But I don't know if he's going to have the goal return that Mope did. But we'll see. I, yeah. I, but then I, I also like, not, not to be like all... Uh, Oh, I trust the cl- everything the club do, but you know, and and you know, some eighteen-year-old be... from like Barrow or something. Yeah, Conley think... getting back from Venezia. Yeah. yeah, I think the the way we scout players, we clearly have quite a good mould for what we look oh, for in definitely. a player. Because when we were originally going to sign Darwin Nunes, when back when he went to Benfica, he'd only scored fifteen goals in Serie, uh, not Serie B, um, the Segunda Division. Yeah, in Spain, and I was even I was looking like, are we really spending twenty five million on a second tier Spanish striker? That. And then you look at what he's done now. Uh, mm. Head Jochen Anderson's out yeah. free, but that's uh, <laughs> his impact on the back. Premier League. But the 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 point is, it's sort of like we clearly have a good mould for looking for players. Even Evan yeah. Ferguson, he was scouted by the club, and he's looking very good as well. Yeah. So and he was. Mate, I messaged um, no... Andrea Orlandi at the time. I remember with it, mm. Nunez, and I remember specifically. And I said to him, "Oh, Andrea, I said I know you're a scout in in, in Spain now." I said, Do "You know anything about this Darwin Nunez guy? Is at Almeria at the minute? Looks all right." I said, "But is he really what we need?" And he was like, "Yeah, he's young still. He said he doesn't know if he's going to make the step up to the Premier League. There's no guarantee he can even do it in a top flight in Spain yet." And I just think that's crazy to look back on yeah. that in, in comparison to what he is now. Obviously, you know, he's suspended, but ultimately he's, he's got a big move to Liverpool, which is so ha- to even think and Could we be looking at, you know, looking at his record and then the club are seeing something else in his stats? Or, or in I his, hope his, so. Attributes. And I hope so, yeah, exactly. Um, I but I think there, so. are, there were a couple of strikers, which obviously we've been linked with, which I did like the look of, but I, I think they're all dead in the water as well. Like yeah, I think it yeah, was Unal... From Getafe. You know, would have been good. He did look really good. From the, from the little good. highlights They're... reels on YouTube made by like yeah. a 15 year old in GCSE years. I, I think that they were actually Brazil very promising. Yeah, very promising. Yeah. I can't lie. Um, we, yeah, let's move on actually. I'll just say, before we go to Billy Gilmore, and this is, okay. just, this is probably a pointless chat because it's not going to happen, but. Obviously, Ross Barkley became available because he mm. left Chelsea on mutual consent. Oh, I've seen this. And I actually got a few, well, I just say I got a few, like, a lot of people agree with me to be fair. I thought, I think that Graham Potter, if we sign Ross Barkley, maybe as just literally as cover when Alana's injured, so we bring him off the bench or whatever. I <laughs> so really think, rotate injuries. <laughs> I really think Ross Bar- like Potter would make Ross Barkley into the mm. player that he was at Everton in like, think, his first in at Everton. I, I think feel like he would right. get the best. I really do think he would do really well, bro. Yeah, I, I think disagree, but I don't agree. I think we're stacked right. <laughs> in that department, though. I, I don't yeah, really yeah. see who we take out and bring in. Whether he he's not better than Gross, and he's not yeah. better than no. Milana, and he's not. If he better came than in as like Chris a, or... yeah, I was going to say if he came in as like a project where we didn't really have to pay him that much, 
I'm seeing him as someone that just literally yeah, fits into yeah. fits into Gross's role or Lalana's role when he plays once a season, like something like mm. that. Because obviously, when Lalana's out, it, it's Ross Barkley would be the next person up. That's what. That and then when he's out, then we hopefully get Lalana back. Ross Barkley won't get injured home. at all, mate, because we have best <laughs> best best medical um, stuff. I want to talk. In the, in the, um, I saw league. as well about the have you said about the Danny Ings stuff. I, well, I, I've heard it. I've heard it again. I don't know how true it is. I keep getting texts from people that say they know insiders, and I don't know how rubbish. Might be one of those random deadline day ones where we just and, loan Stephen well, Dobby. Apparently, apparently, I got someone told it to me months ago. I don't know how stupid this is. It probably is. And, and someone said to me that um, Danny Ings will be the last resort if Brighton can't find a centre forward on a loan deal from Villa. Um, and I, I mean, it doesn't make complete unreasonable. It's not a bad sense. last resort like, in my head. It's not a terrible <laughs> last resort by any means. Arguably, it's probably better than some of the ones we've been linked with. Um, particularly Koami, I, I just don't. I didn't really get him. To be fair, I watched him actually for Fiorentina the other night. I just didn't really rate him at all. So when people say, "Oh, he didn't seem live," well, actually, I was watching him live and put a tweet. <laughs> so shush. Um, but no. What, um, so no, Danny Ings for, on, on, on a loan from Villa. I don't. I mean, again. I wouldn't be against it, but the trouble is with with Ings is is injuries again, and we're, we're getting after these injury players, and we seem to be after a lot of loans at the moment. Which which it's you know David we Weir was a loans manager, so I can see all of a sudden we've changed our sort of I, uh, recruitment maybe it, to to maybe more loans. Which it, I'm not a big fan are, of personally, but are the loans not loans to buy though that we're starting? Hopefully. To I mean, I obviously, there was the Colwell one, which, well, what somebody has told me, I think we're absolutely in the money on that one. Um, that what we do you have, mean? Well, so I've been... I don't know how true it is. So, Let's get yeah. some insiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone has told me that we've only had to pay 30 grand for the whole thing. Yeah? Really? So that we're not paying his wages, we're not paying... Well, I guess that's part of the Yeah, I've it, seen that before. And, yeah, I've seen that before. And we'd have no obligation to play him. So he's basically just a free sort of... Add on. He's just there the to help out if you need him. So I don't know, but that'd be good. I've if also that was seen like a lot of people seem quite, and I, and I don't actually disagree with them too badly. That a lot of people seem quite not certain, but quite confident, quietly confident, or openly confident. If you're in a Twitch group chat with me, um, that we'll keep Colwell past his loan, which. I mean, I wouldn't be overly surprised if he did settle yeah. into the team because I think if he's playing alongside Duncan and Webster, which, which you know, albeit last week, last night was a That's complete nice. anomaly. Mm. But I mean, Ben White um, before he went to, or even when he went to Arsenal, I think he got asked in an England camp um, saying, you know, who's the best defender you've played with or against, and he said Lewis Dunk. He said he's just phenomenal to watch and it, um, an absolute pleasure to play alongside. I, you know, if Ben White's saying that. You know, and he's gone on to be very good at Arsenal, despite what all the big six fans say about him. He has done really well. Yeah, he's done well. I do. I, I'm really happy for him, genuinely. That he's even well some there. Brighton fans are very um, revisionist on him. Yeah, like, you know, he's he's a good defender. He's worth the fifty million. Yeah, hundred percent. And I and I think um, I think yeah, Colwell. I mean, he's only young, right? And I, <laughs> Colwell's dad followed me on Twitter the other day, which is such That's a random strange. one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's here to stay. Maybe his dad's going to ask me where to move, where the nicest place yeah. to to move around. Right uh, but, we're um, running out of time, yeah. so I'm just going to quickly get one more player in. Um, similar to, another, again, another Chelsea player, funnily enough, Billy Gilmore. Yeah, um, let's quickly do this. Like, let's do a couple of minutes, and then we've got to do the Leicester, Leicester um, preview. Yeah, that's not um, too long Billy preview, Gilmore, anyway. <laughs> nah. Billy Gilmore's obviously, he had that spell at Norwich, and I think a lot of fans are thinking about that when they think about him playing for Brighton. That's not the Billy Gilmore you've got to think about. You've got to think about the guy that's done unbelievable for Chelsea. There's a reason why Chelsea fans... It's done well at Scotland. There's a reason why all the Chelsea fans love him and prefer him to Conor Gallagher. There's a player in there. And if we got him, albeit on a permanent, which would be brilliant, I'd love it on a permanent, not alone. Um, I think he'd be really good. Like I I guess he'd be doing that Alexis McAllister role. I think he'd be more of a deeper player, wouldn't he? And I feel like he would be a super, super signer for us. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I really, really, really don't understand why a lot of fans don't want him. Yeah. I, 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 it baffles mm. me as to why fans don't. Norwich were a I basket think... case last season. Yeah, right? yeah. you know, know they're, said, they're fans like... following Brandon Williams back to their houses. <laughs> yeah, like, like to his house. Like, obviously, they, they, it just didn't work that season. So I think that'd be a great and, signing. And so. literally, like, um, I spoke to Chris Reeve, who are, shout out Chris Reeve, such a yeah. legend. Um, and he said, like, you know. 
yes, he wasn't great for us. But then again, like Karim Benzema wouldn't even impress it at Norwich. So I just don't think that, you know, abasing his time <laughs> yeah. at Norwich isn't the fact. I mean, this is the same Billy Gilmore that a year ago at the Euros, we were like, you know, worried about to play against. And he put in a good shift for Scotland against England. Yeah. And, and he was genuinely very good for Scotland. Not people were raving about him. I think Roy Keane even said went as far to say he was a world class talent on Sky Sports after yeah. he played against United. So, you know, maybe he isn't a world class talent, but he certainly got world class abilities in him. And the potential, and, you know, for him to go and, and play against England and play against Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, <laughs> Calvin Phillips, but Declan Rice, etc. I mean, he went to show that he can do it right, and and did very well on the big stage. I, I, I think he would be a fantastic sign, especially if we get him for around 10, 15 million. I think that would mm. be a fantastic sign. The, o- the only thing that I think will hold it back is, uh, is, is the last thing I was going to say on it, is we have the loan, so he can't be alone unless there's an obligation to buy. Be a loan to buy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obligation yeah, so to, buy, to buy, and I can't see Chelsea releasing him. I, I, I don't know why I can't. I... Well, Jack, I saw this morning that apparently Chelsea. Uh, apparently, we're becoming more confident over a deal to, to sign him. I don't okay. know, again, how true that is. Yeah. Um, but we'll find out by tomorrow. And that's what's quite yeah. nice, is that we're not going to be talking about this in a week's time. Like, yeah. oh, are we going to sign Gilmore? Are we not? I think they've got a lot of links to Sussex anyway, apparently. Yeah. Uh, a lot of their sort of family live in and around Shoreham and even Storrington area. So shout out to the Swans. Um, but apparently, yeah, there's a lot of links around Gilmore and Sussex anyway, which is quite good for us because hopefully it leaves a bit of a temptation to come over here. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just suits the Potter mould as well. And as we mentioned yeah. before, Potter will get the best out of him, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, especially a midfielder. He seems to do it every time. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, and then, and then, I guess, literally the last 30 seconds on this. And then we were kind of linked with that Kifuentes guy, the Ecuadorian oh. from uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> that seems to have just washed away. And yeah. then some, yeah, guy from the, some guy from the Argentinian league that was dubbed the next Messi. That seems yeah, to have Yeah, that's, that's happening, last, isn't it? That, no, the last, no, last night lost. it's off now. Um, oh, really? And yeah, Rosario Central will be releasing a statement on the matter within the right. day. So that could be quite exciting. So that is, but, guess, uh, so let's summarise. Hopefully we'll bring in a striker. Mm-hmm. really beg we do. If we do, you'll see me streaking Moose around Brighton Barrow. tonight. On Thursday night, I'll literally get naked and run around Brighton if we sign a striker. Um, mm. So we'll, we'll live stream that on Seagull Social as well. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and Brighton Bubble if Jack's okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> last, <laughs> last, um, 23. Uh, oh, I don't know. I deleted the thing. Yeah, he's twenty-four. Um, so, boys, Sunday, two o'clock on Sky Sports and at the Amex, it is Leicester. Um, we are facing Leicester. Leicester. Brendan Rodgers. If unless he's in the job centre, he will be at the Amex managing Leicester City. What do we think about that? Because obviously we're playing a team that are out of form and mm-hmm. a manager that's really on the ropes. He was, he was expected to be the manager that was going to be sacked first. Scott Parker beat him to it. Um, <laughs> Ryan, I'll go with you first because I feel like you, you like talking okay. about Leicester. In a good way, positively, because you respect them. What would you reckon? The gash would be like, yeah, you you love well, you love Jamie Vardy, and you you've said in previous podcasts that like, you like how they run and that sort of thing. So, Ryan, I did. take the floor. I think I think they've they've sort of they've almost had their system for too long now, and they've got to a point where it's gone a bit stale. Um, and I, I think that's they've they've known they've had to get a Vardy replacement in for years, and they haven't done it. And I think they're now feeling the effects of it. They've known that they've needed to, they've needed to move on from the past, and they haven't. They, they've they've stayed in the past. They've stayed in the past for about three years, and I think it's been quite clear their decline. You, you'll if you if you were to look at them, it's, it's yeah, not even point. gradual to be honest. They just they've it's a bit like Manchester United. They they they're stuck in the past. They're still in 2016 mentally, and you know they had about I think it was 2019. They they came back a little bit and were very lethal again. And then they've stuck. They've stuck in 2019 again, and they're still holding on to that. But we're in 2022 now, and and they really, really don't look very good at the moment at all. Um, I'd like to hope we can beat them. To be fair, I, we really should beat them because you know we, we are a lot better than them at the minute. And you know, despite what last night says, Brighton says we're a good team. Um, maybe we could have another player in by then. Maybe we could have another couple of players in by then. Hopefully, Billy Gilmore and hopefully a striker of some description. Yeah. Um, and even the, the other guy, the, the I can't remember his name, the Ecuadorian lad. But if, okay, if we sign Gilmore, I can't imagine we'll yeah. get him. Fuentes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully a few new faces in before that. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to hope we go there and win. Because well, come to the Amex and win because it's just a game that we have to win. I think it's not a must win. I know Andy Naylor would kill me for saying it's a must win. Um, but at the same time, 
it's a game that, for confidence' sake, we do. We don't, we should we don't get want Fulham on. to be like a stumbling block, really, do we? No. Um, and Jack, do you think Leicester will be getting their first win of the season? Uh, it's sort of, it's always written. It's always Brighton. written in the stars with us, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we do like breaking people's ducks, don't we? Especially yeah. with strikers that haven't scored for a hundred um, games. They just well, I, I always think we're cursed. Whenever we have a chance to go top of the league, like last night. Yeah. yeah. Um, whenever we got a chance to go top of the league, uh, we always seem to do something stupid. Mm. Um, no, I think Leicester look poor, but they still got quality in that side. Like as much as as much as they're out of form, you know, players like Harvey Barnes, James Madison, even Dakar and Ian Acho at times are very good players. So it'd be interesting to see. I think they're really mm. down at the moment, though. Like down off their luck. Um, you can see them re- like Rogers really wanted them to play for his job. Whether they want him to keep the job is another question. But mm. um, I can, you know, they've been poor this season. They've just lost. Mm. I, I don't know whether he's officially gone, but I think they've lost Wes Fofana. Yeah, um, uh, yeah pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Wes Fofana's Saturday, off. I'm sure. um, another another big thing. So it'll be interesting to see what their deadline day is like. They've yeah, yet to really sign a player. Actually. Should be busy, surely. You would, you would I'm looking at their defence, and obviously they would likely they would want to get a Fafana um, replacement because the defence that started against Chelsea, and that's this is including the keeper that they haven't because they haven't replaced Cashmere Schmeichel, who left for like one million to oh, go to Leeds. They've yeah. still got. They I still can't got get annoyed da- at Schmeichel for a year. <laughs> they've wow. still got Danny Warding goal, which is quite strange, I think. Cause good keeper though. I, do you I reckon? Think he's, I don't know. he's always been a some... good understudy. He, he starts for the Welsh. He's right. I wouldn't say he's good. And then they got Castang, who I do kind of rate uh, but against Chelsea they started uh, Amati at centre back and Johnny Evans at centre back I guess that maybe she might not have been fit he was on the bench and didn't come on and then yeah. you've got James mm-hmm. Justin who I used to love playing left back as a, even though he's right footed yeah we gave him an ACL <laughs> yeah peak but um, that, that defence isn't good and if mm. we start Welbeck then uh, and he's played like, played like he has this season I think Welbeck will have some fun against this defence and there will be a match-up against his former teammate, Johnny Evans, as well, which should be mm. quite fun to see. But I think, I yeah, just, Welbeck mm. should be looking at that and licking his lips. Mm. Yeah. You read that team out to me, and it, it just screams Brighton win to me. And I, I like to hope that that's the case. As, as you say, I just think that we're, we're in a situation where if we go and lose against an off-form side against Leicester after a pretty poor showing against Fulham, you know, it's easy for heads to drop and it's easy for fans to start getting annoyed like they seem mm. to do on Twitter and everything. And that's not what you want. And, uh, and I'm sure Potter doesn't want that either, right? And I, and I, I fully expect us to uh, have these few days now to recover. Leicester are playing tomorrow night, actually, mm. um, which is quite is strange tonight? considering they play tomorrow on... Tomorrow? No, it's tomorrow night. Oh, right. And then, they've, then they play again on the Sunday, which is quite harsh, actually. Um, mm. So maybe we could catch a bit of a tired Leicester or a rotated Leicester at that. Um, Man United at home United. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. it, United um, Which is a tough game, right? So, I don't know That's maybe a really good point, actually, if, Rob We've got two days Well, I guess Well, for a day, I guess Maybe it's four No, no, two days You would say it's two days more rest, wouldn't you? For Sunday mm. Before Sunday yeah. And like, and like uh, when we played against West Ham that was They had a short Shorter uh, break mm. than we did So, maybe Hopefully we can yeah. take advantage of that Yeah, maybe Also, I want to ask a question Before we end the pod Because I got I want to know if anyone around sort of what was it P six P six we were in? Um, did anyone have some like old security guards stop them and ask them for effort for their ticket? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, this is well. the most ridiculous thing that I've ever had. I've never been stopped for my ticket before. And if you've met me or know me, you'll know that I'm not exactly the most menacing person. I don't go around jumping barriers, and I don't really go around you know doing much wrong. To be honest, I want to know right. I was walking around, right, and this security guard literally corners me and, and says he wants my ticket and gets right up in my face about it. And, you know, I wasn't going to start a fight over it because, you know, it's just silly. A lot of people were around me saying, oh, he's a podcaster. And to be fair, shout out those guys who was like, he's a podcaster, let him go, like sort of tapping me on the back and everything. Like, right, <laughs> That's a great imagine. excuse. That Podcasts was funny. Yeah, that yeah. was really don't, good, Don't actually. arrest it him, did, officer. He's a podcaster. It did help my cause. <laughs> but I got stopped in the corner. And I just wanted, because I asked him why, because he said, oh, you got my ticket. Whereas Chloe had it, so I couldn't. I couldn't get it out of my pocket and show her yeah. and show him. So I had to get Chloe to get me the ticket, but then he thought I was trying to get away. So I was I was trying to get Chloe to come to me, but he wouldn't let me move. And then I, so then once I finally got my ticket off her and I, I showed him, he was like, "Oh, fine, mate." And I was just like, well, "Can I tell? Can you tell me what all that was about now?" And then he sort of gets right up and next to was me. Was he a, a Brighton Stewart? Did he have like the Brighton High Vis? I don't know. He's he... he an old bloke, and I, I just didn't understand it. There were there were quite that, a few. Oh, 
Yeah, I, I just want to know if anyone else had it. Nah, nah, um, I, so, I don't know what it is about me. Last night, I think it was because I was wearing a uh, shirt and tie. But people just seem to think I know what I'm doing. Like, people just sort of <laughs> let me go places. <laughs> like, they, they like don't... 500 games in the past two weeks. Yeah, I know. Maybe it's because I'm, well, I'm, I'm quite a big lad, so I'm, what, 6'2". They just, so, if I walk somewhere, I, just, so, I reckon I could sneak into Glastonbury or something. You know, like I literally going with a ladder over you. Yeah, if I just put a high vis on ladder (laughs) lanyard, it's fine. People just seem to know where I'm going. But they were asking people quite intensely because my mate Corey, he had left his in his bag, which he had in his seat. So we were like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Well, then we'll probably." And then I was like, "Oh well, if worst comes to the worst, I'll just go get it for you." But yeah, they were being quite strict on it. I think before did the they, game, did they have anyone else? Then did you see Jack? They got stopped like that because I I didn't see anyone else. I found it I th- quite weird. I think uh, before the game, uh, a lot of people were in there who maybe shouldn't have been. Um, right, like okay, I, it, there did seem to be a long queue to get to P six compared to all the other ones. So right. I didn't yeah. think it was anything. But well, they mix the it with Fulham fans, don't they? Which is which? Rough out. Yeah, I know. That's so I, weird. Because basically, I went with a um, I went with a German. Uh, a Leverkusen fan who'd bought a ticket in the home end um, oh, right. who was sitting next to us and I was trying to explain to him the concept I said I said well don't I said don't go in with us because they think you're an away uh, an away fan and won't let you get in hmm. and I, I, trying to explain the concept of that Fulham away end to somebody um <laughs> Uh, I didn't understand it. I've never been to German. Oh, they, it's, they've so done, it's been like that for uh, well ever since. I can't oh, it's been like that, that since since the championship yeah. back in uh, first no, time I went there. It did. In it's been like that for ages. Like even when they were in the Premier League, I feel like in when in their heydays. Yeah, they, they, they've always been well, like yeah. that. I'm pretty sure. But it, it, so it, it, trying to explain the concept. To, a mad tangent. So let's yeah. if you're listening to this as the clip <laughs> on YouTube, I'm sorry. But we are going to do predictions now before we can go. Jack, let's shoot in a sec. Um, yeah. Who wants to go first, Jack? Do you? Do yeah, you, I'll go. Prediction line. Uh, I'm going to be really pessimistic here, just because uh, I don't like to predict us to win, uh, because I I'm just like that, and I always think it jinxes it. Um, so I'm actually going to go one-one. Um, okay. Maybe a little bit pessimistic. I do think they've got a lot of quality in the team, so okay. I can see us going one-nil up and maybe them using their quality to get a late equaliser. Yeah. That's not being me being negative before anybody says I just don't like predictions. No, 100%. I, I agree totally. Everything you said, like, yeah, I feel like we'll mm. score first and then I think their attack is still good enough to cause us a bit of trouble. James Madison might pull a worldly free kick out as us yeah. and then we'll be one all. We won't be able to score another goal. Um, so, yeah, I'm going one all. Ryan, what about you? I think as long as they don't sack Rodgers after United tomorrow night, which is not impossible, no. I think as long oh, as God, that yeah. doesn't happen... Oh, we always get the manager bounce, for fuck's sake. Yeah, as long as they don't sack Rodgers and we and we do play the Brendan Rodgers side, I think we could win 2 or 3-0. I think we're more than good enough to take him apart. Mm. I think that our, our midfield is more than good enough to dominate theirs. I think our defence is better than theirs. And I think our attack probably isn't better than theirs, but we're much more fluid in transition than they are. So I think that... Um, based on everything, based on form, based on the fact that Brendan Rodgers really is up against it there. Uh, and it's very, very well documented and known, that, or at least rumoured, that Leicester do tend to allow their managers to leave, <laughs> allow their managers to get sacked. At least there's a, there's a big mm. conspiracy over that. They stop playing for their managers quite often. Um, and if that's the case, and, and, and Rodgers is still there, I expect it to be in 2-3-0. Um, yeah. wow. I'll, I'll stick with 2 because three is quite a bold claim, but I stick with two. Yeah. But I think that it is possible that we could stick a few past them. I, I just don't think really they're great. I really hope so. I really, really hope so. I don't think they're great. All right. Well, boys, it's been a great episode despite a horrendous evening yesterday. Um, yeah. Thank you for both for joining us. For joining yep. us. Join, and thank you for listening and viewing and watching. Subscribe it's been a good if you pod, have. Though. It's been a good yeah. pod. It's been a good yeah. pod. I'm back. Yeah, great, great to All have you back, All the people who come up to me again. God, this sounds arrogant. And no, no. I'm no, going no, back no, on. But, you know, I like to keep the crowd wanting more. And tw- and on Twitter. Exactly. You I don't want to everyone. give them too much. Don't You're the people's champion, mate. You're the people's champ. <laughs> exactly. Best, uh, what a legend. <laughs> oh, that's nice, oh, isn't it? Love that. Boys. Very cute. Very cute. <laughs> and on that wholesome note, Shut yes. Up. Please like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Write a review on Spotify and Apple if you're listening on there. Nice one. Give us five stars or just literally put five stars and put a full stop in the description just to, just to add it. Um, Jack, again, yeah, thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoy no your right. day off work today. Ryan, thank you very much for no joining problem. us as per usual. No problem. And we will see you post Leicester, hopefully with three points on the board and potentially and back in the Barclay Champions League. 
<laughs> and Ross Barkley, yeah. And, oh we're my still God, in the Champions League spot. We're still in the Champions League. No, no, I know. But if um, the teams below us obviously get a result. Nobody, nobody below us Comments can overtake below. us tonight. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. So we're still oh, right. fourth, no matter what happens. We're still fourth, no matter what. Love that. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, comment below quickly. Comment below what? Oh, comment below. Um, Jack is back. Jack is back. For exclamation mark. Jack is back. Jack is back. Exclamation mark. All right, cool. Peace. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.